0: Hey everyone, Mike from PTE here again. This is the exciting conclusion of last week's Critical Grind episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to check it out first, both because it's a ton of fun and because there are several great callbacks in this episode. Anyway, without further ado, let's get on with the show.
1: But hold on to your pod things, pod racers, (laughs) pod pod racing speeders, speeders. Hold on to your space speeders, folks. It's a Star Wars round. (laughs) I promise I know more about Star Wars than that last sentence indicated. (laughs) I can't talk good. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for here's some money. Go see a Star War. This is a little short round all about Star Wars. So here we go. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, we met Moisture Farmers Owen Baru and their nephew on what desert planet? Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, you want a three, two, one? It. Yeah. All right,
0: three, two, one.
1: Tatooine. Tatooine. Tatooine is correct.
0: Tim, I'm just going to let you run with this one unless I'm needed. I yeah. I that, that sounds know. good to me. <laughs> yeah. Chris,
2: good, the chat. Good luck.
0: <laughs> i know You're i know chris knows it. very little about star wars i know a decent amount but you know more so you you yeah. take you take it and if you need me on the extreme off chance just like send up a flare or something
1: i sent drew Bucksbaum a message earlier i was like i'm running a star wars round for jeremy and tim this is it's just gonna get absolutely flattened so just Remember, I wrote this for people who are casual trivia people.
0: (laughs) Right. And the first answer was Tatooine. So
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually said that in the chat, too. I'm like, okay, this is going to be bad. You know, these two. Question two.
1: I could ask you a hard question, like who shot first? But instead, I'll just ask, who was the bounty hunter who confronts Han in the Mos Eisley Cantina? Locked Locked in. Three, two, one. Greedo. Yep. Um by the way, in the event of any challenges to answers w- or questions about where I got my stuff from, I went to Wikipedia Wikipedia for stuff. So yeah. Chris, I-,
0: I enjoy this though because it's completely rewriting our podcast history of three, two, one-in questions. <laughs> and that's my second per cast. All
1: right. Um, so lots of characters have had bad feelings in this series, but by release order, which of these characters had the first? bad feeling about this c-3po han leia or luke
2: Uh, i'm
0: locked in
1: okay tim you can talk it out if you need to tim tim if
0: you care to to take in my opinion i did send you the answer was it when they're when they're pulling up to the death star i'm almost positive yeah but was it him or was it han no i i 100 know it's luke going Okay. As they're pulling up to the Death Star, he's going, I have a very bad feeling about this.
3: Be- because I I had that scene, like I knew it was that scene. I just had it mixed up on who said
0: it. No, it's so. definitely Luke. It's definitely okay, Luke. Okay, so yeah, Luke.
1: Okay, Jeremy, what'd you say?
2: Yeah, I have a very bad feeling about this is Luke as they're pulling up to the Death Star. Yep,
1: It was Luke. Han says it not too much longer after that when they're in the trash compactor. Uh, but yeah, Luke was the first one to say it according to release date. Um, so, number four. The species is still unknown, but there are only three named known members so far. They are Yaddle, Yoda, and which third character? And yes, I'll need the actual name. <laughs>
0: three, two,
3: one. Yeah, three, three two, one. two, one. Grogu. Grogu.
0: Yes. Stop trying to make Grogu happen. It's
2: not going to happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> or as Chris's autocrack put it, groggy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, that's how I'm going to be at work tomorrow, being that we're two hours into this recording. Oh, gosh. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm going to try to, to speed it up. pinch
4: cheeks. Yeah.
3: This round is helping.
1: Spoiler yeah. alert, but which title of address translates from Dutch to father?
3: <laughs> Locked in.
1: All right, three, two, one.
3: <laughs> Vader.
1: Vader, yes. And not as Bella says in Pitch Perfect, Vader in German means father. It's V-A-T-E-R in German. It's V-A-D-E-R in Dutch. Um, question number six: Proving that the bigger the exhaust port, the bigger the space laser blast, Star Killer Base showed that it could wipe out five planets at once. Which of these was not one of those five? Cardota, Exegol, Hosnian, Ratio.
3: Was not one of the five.
1: Was not one of the five.
3: <laughs> locked in. Yeah.
1: Okay, Jeremy, did you say locked in? Yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Exegol. Exegol. Yeah, Exegol, because that's the planet in, uh, that's the, planet. Planet in Skywalker. the Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh number seven, an iconic quote, but a terrible pickup line. What rough, coarse, irritating thing does Anakin Skywalker not like?
4: Locked in, locked in.
1: Okay, I want Chris and Mike to three, two, one. This one.
4: Oh my god, I'm dying here. All right, Chris, you ready? <laughs> I'm not taking any three, two, ones. Jeremy's got this round.
1: All right, all right. Okay. I'll I'll do I'll
4: do it. Ready? Three,
1: two, one. Sand. Sand.
4: Yeah. I. I 99% sure there.
0: Yeah. But. <laughs> we we never knew what you were going to see. You never, I'm not going to do it. Party yeah, it's like, okay. three. All right.
1: No, number eight. Yeah, but
0: it
3: might no, really. Birds.
1: Lots of... What? Go ahead.
0: I said, but it might have been
3: birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, birds really. Real. Lots of characters have bad feelings. By release order, who is the last character to have a bad feeling about this in the nine movies? Uh, Finn, Lando, Poe, or Rose.
3: I'm going to lock in.
1: Okay. I'm going to lock in two.
3: But we're All not right. going to three, two, oh, one this. We're not yeah, going to three, uh, two, one this one.
1: Jeremy, what do you think it is?
2: I think the person who says it in The Rise of Skywalker is Lando.
1: Okay. So
2: intent. I'm Lando.
3: I said Finn.
1: Okay. The person who says it in the Rise of Skywalker, according to Wikipedia, the last person to say it in the Skywalker Skywalker saga, is Lando Calrissian.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's. I that's, honestly
3: that's, had no thunder on it, so I, I've, I've
0: tried. I've tried, tried to, to forget Rise of it. Skywalker, but and
2: I'm like, did somebody say it after him? Because I remember him saying it early on, like when they're when they meet him,
1: right? When they meet him on, right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Meet him on yeah. the on the yeah, yeah during the exactly. festival, yeah.
1: Yeah. Pashana, yep. yeah. Question nine. Disney Plus has released several new series and new seasons of Star Wars shows, but which series that just finished its third season was the first original Star Wars series on Disney Plus?
0: Locked in. Locked in.
1: Yep. Three, two, one.
0: The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian.
1: That's correct. And good, number 10. Good,
0: good, good harmony, by
4: the way. This is the way.
1: <laughs>
4: no spoilers. I haven't seen season three yet. I haven't, I haven't either. Seen
1: season three yet either. So um, number 10. Okay, this round's over, Anakin. In the duel on Mustafar, who had the high ground?
4: Locked, Locked in.
1: <laughs> Three, two, one.
3: Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: Obi Wan Kenobi is correct. Yeah. So that was the Star Wars round. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, I had put twenty points in for each of you at the start of that round, uh, but that turned out to be eighteen to eighteen to twenty points on this, and so that brings us to critical mind with eighty and critical grinding rolls with seventy-two.
0: Yep. No, that's, and that's, that's completely fine. Uh, I, I messaged Tim. I was like, I don't remember. I would have guessed Lando, but I've tried to forget rise. So Mm
1: -hmm. that's fair.
0: If we hadn't just rewatched it like last week, uh, I might not have remembered that. I haven't re I haven't revisited it since I saw it in theaters at which at the time I was worried because that was 20 actually early 2020, probably when I saw it. I was concerned that that would be the last movie I would ever see in theaters, and it was a thing, and I was very distraught. It does. <laughs> is it? Does it get better on a repeated viewings? Uh, it depends on you. Uh, it. As, as a, a huge Star
2: Wars fan, I, I like it for honestly, being a Star Wars movie, but yeah. not my favorite. I, I, un- honestly, understand, I and, think and I do you too. I'm not. Stop right, it right, right
1: before the last three minutes. I think it's yeah. in. It.
2: But ironically, (laughs) we do a thing in my house where uh, whenever we're watching the Star Wars movie, they're like, they said it whenever I have a bad feeling about this comes out. Oh, yeah. You got to do that.
1: Yeah. All right. So we are going to move right along and try to uh, keep this half or this back half going relatively quickly. So uh, here we go. This one is the fadial round, and I, like I said, it's flowers, but they didn't specify what kind, so I did one on both. So it's called Ruby Rose and the Rice Sense of Humor, Rye being spelled R-Y-E. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. All of them contain either a flower, like one that grows from the ground, or a flower that you bake with. You're going to give me the answer that'll contain that in it, um, and then for one point, and then the other point is literally a 50-50. It's, is the plant a, typically an annual or perennial? So you ready?
0: Let's do it. All, All
1: right. right. Question one. According to Tariq, the official this ambassador of South Dakota, this is a big lump with knobs and has the juice, has the juice. What is this?
3: Locked
2: in.
1: Okay. Jeremy and Chris.
2: Right. We're, we're locked in on what it is, but now the question is, is it annual or perennial? I think they have to plant it. So it'd be a perennial.
4: It'd be a perennial, yeah.
2: Right? That's the one that you have to plant every year? Like, the annual where it grows back?
4: Like, it, it's a weird wording. Yeah, like, they, they, yes. once. So, perennial is, like, once it's done, it's done, right? I think
2: so. Like, am I getting that backwards? Or is the annual the one you have to plant annually? Or does that mean it comes back every year? This is where I get confused with flowers. Um, no, no, so
4: I feel weird thinking about corn as a flower. Um, <clears throat> does it actually have flowers? I don't know.
2: I mean, I think by flowers, it, it grows and you use it like for cooking. So yeah. Flour.
4: And you can make corn flour. It would just be. No, because it would just be a pain in the ass to replant every year. No, you have
2: to replant every year. That's why they alternate corn one year, soybeans the next. They alternate. Yes.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. You're right, because the corn eats up the uh, nutrients, the nutrients. And the that soy soybeans soy put them eat. back in. So replenishes the nutrients for corn. Okay. That's fine.
2: Um, so perennial or annual, because that's what I always get confused on. I, I literally am confused on the two, but I think perennial is the right term. Go with it. All right. So we'll say corn and perennial.
1: Okay. Mike and Tim.
3: Okay. I'm a little bit confused. Here, yeah, we're but we both uh, are. Because don't we only have to give perennial or annual if it's an actual F-L-O-W-E-R flower?
1: No, because it's a plant regardless. Oh, okay. If I said each one, you'll have to tell me if the plant is perennial or annual.
3: Okay. Gotcha. Then, uh, then I mean, it's corn, and I
0: would say an, uh, annual. I, I would say annual, because it's, yeah, you got to replant it. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, you're saying corn and annual, and Jeremy and Chris said corn and perennial. Well, the good news, you're both right. It is corn. Jeremy, you got your definitions backwards. Uh, Annuals, so you have question. to right. plant year perennials you don't have to replant because they come back year after year despite yeah. your efforts to kill them or however just, I get those too
2: confused because it's like does annual mean it comes back every year like it's an annual plant? Nope, it or... means you have to
1: plant it every year that's so right. uh, that being said that's two points for Mike and Tim and one point for uh, Chris and Jeremy uh, question number two which switch hitter from Cincinnati is known as Charlie Hustle and spent most of his career with the Reds and is the plant, annual or perennial? I'm probably going to stop saying that second sentence every time. <laughs> we'll lock in. <laughs> All right, locked in. Uh, Mike, you can talk it out.
3: I, okay, so we both agreed that this is Pete Rose.
0: It's Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle, absolutely. The fact that
3: it's a, a, a rose bush. Right makes me think it's a perennial
0: perennial that's that's what i was leaning towards as well uh yeah
3: yeah yeah if if it had been a flower like like as soon as i remembered that it's a rose bush i i it switched me to perennial so let's no. say that
0: yeah I, I i would agree bush is perennial um pete
3: rose and the perennial
1: okay jeremy chris
2: um, so and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I thought that we did have Pete Rose. Uh, so definitely Rose uh, on this, but I believe Rose bushes and Rose, like the flowers are two different things. So we said annual cause my grandma used to plant roses every year when I was a kid, I used to help her. So unless
4: you can just plant the flower, uh, on its own. Right. I was in the same boat, Jeremy. I thought I, yeah,
2: I do know a Rose bush is a thing. That's what I, said. I think they're two different things though.
1: Um, yeah, I just double checked it because I was pretty sure that I looked this up ahead of time and I did. So it is pea rose. So both teams getting the point for that. But rose is a perennial plant. And rose is either a woody perennial flowering plant of the genus Rosa in the family Rosaceae, or the flower it bears. So it is perennial. Okay we um, making up
0: ground on flowers. This <laughs> is, it is absurd, absurd to me. I'm like, I know nothing. What is happening right now? <laughs> All
1: right. Question number three Willow Shields plays what character in the Hunger Games film series whose nickname is Little Duck and who had possibly the worst luck at her first reaping? Thankfully, J Law voluntarily intervened. For the purposes of this round, I will need her full name.
2: And with that said, I'm going to open up my buble water. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: I had to choose one that had a sound
0: for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. We'll
4: lock in.
1: Okay, Jeremy and Chrissy can talk it out.
4: Yeah, so it, her name is Primrose Bobcat Goldway Everdeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we
2: we locked it really quick on Primrose. Oh, okay.
4: Uh I, I, It's Primrose Everdeen, but it's I would have thought Primrose is just a type of rose. But I don't
2: think it is. I remember that. I remember hearing that somewhere, but I still have no idea if it's yearly or not. So pick one.
4: (laughs) Uh, Let's go annual. All right. So Primrose, Everdeen, and annual.
1: (laughs) Okay. And Tim and Mike.
4: Yeah. Uh, so this was uh
0: primrose Everdeen was all Timmis, but as as soon as he said it, I knew what it was, but I was, I I was in a completely different area and I couldn't remember what her sister's name was. But when he said primrose Everdeen, I was like, yes. And I was like, maybe, maybe prim translates to annual instead of perennial in some language or whatever. Like a a primrose is different from rose. I don't know their flowers. Um, (laughs) But we, we, we literally just said annual because roses were perennial. And we were like, maybe that's what differentiates a primrose from a rose. So we said primrose, everdeen, and annual.
1: Okay. Uh, so both teams saying primrose, everdeen, and annual. Both teams picking up the point for primrose, everdeen. However, primrose is a perennial plant. Um, and in this. fact, it's actually a perennial, more or less evergreen in habitats it flowers year after year and it's a completely different plant than a rose so
2: yeah that i remember hearing
4: like the cool. completely different from like a regular rose but mm. no idea well to be fair a rose and any other name
1: uh the prim but we've and had it,
4: enough shakespeare tonight so, sir
1: <laughs> so the prim and primrose uh comes from the latin primus it's one of the first uh plants to flower in the spring so that's so, i know how, how
0: to the
2: big brown bee. So that's what optimus right. grows <laughs>
1: yes all right question number four
0: I go Um,
1: I remember I do need I go to Les Claypool he
0: goes to Transformers I don't even know
1: all right I do need annual or perennial on this what character was debuted in Super Mario Land as the ruler of Sarasa Land since then the character has been a regular playable option in the Mario sports games Mario Kart series and all of the Mario Party games since Mario Party 3 with the exception of Mario Party Advance
4: yeah, lock it in. Okay, yeah, we're locked in.
1: Okay, uh, Tim and Mike, you can talk it out.
4: No, Tim,
0: I th- I think you're more on the right track. I heard Super Mario World instead of Super Mario Land. Yeah, and I always confuse them. I think I think this is
3: going to be Daisy. I think I think you're right because uh, I know she was in a lot of the sports game, a lot if not all. I've I haven't played all of them. As far as annual or perennial. I mean it's a coin
0: flip. Yeah, I don't I don't I, have a good legacy. I leg think to I lean towards
3: annual. That that's
0: where I lean as well. Agreed. Okay. So let's let's lock in
3: Daisy and annual. Okay.
1: Okay, Jeremy and Chris.
2: Very similar discussion basically in our text chat here was uh I know it's Princess Daisy. I played the hell out of the Mario Land games on Game Boy as a kid. So I know that that's Daisy. But we're doing the same thing with the flowers, and we ended up just going annual uh, because, I again, my grandma used to plant flowers every year. I thought roses were part of them, but maybe those grew back. Um, but daisies were also some of them. So I'm leaning back on maybe I learned something from those sessions. Um, so we went daisy and annual.
1: So both teams said daisy and annual. Well, both teams are getting full credit because, fun <laughs> fact, depending on what kind of daisy you're talking about, it could be a perennial or an annual. So like the the common daisy that most people think of when they think of a daisy is a perennial plant. However, ornamental daisies are annuals usually, or can be annuals, biennials, or perennials. So that was one where you could give either. If I'm being
0: honest, I think of a duck when I think of daisy.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, she but doesn't... I
0: think it was <laughs> daughters. You know. I don't
1: think you have to plant her every year. Uh, no. Question number five. In 1995, Brendan B. Brown founded what American alt-rock band, still active today, who have been featured in Girlboss and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but are primarily known for their song, Teenage Dirtbag, and is the plant annual or perennial? All
3: right, we're locked in.
1: Okay. Jeremy and Chris, you can talk this out.
2: <sighs> I'm I'm still not good on that second half. I know the band is absolutely weedous. Um, no, it is. But... Here we go again, like farm fields make me think annual, but wheat also grows out in the wild, which would mean it have to be perennial because it grows back.
4: Yeah, let's go perennial then. All right. I just know that peaches come from a can.
2: <laughs> Pretty sure that's the uh, presence of the United States, but we'll we'll go with a wheatus and we'll say
0: perennial, even though I put annual in chat. We'll say perennial.
1: Okay. And Tim and Mike.
0: Uh, yeah, the band is definitely Wheatus. Uh I just I wanted to give a brief shout out to another band called Gone Again. I was uh, friend, uh, friends for a little while on Facebook with their lead singer who briefly dated the lead singer of Wheatus. Uh She said he was he was kind of a cool guy, uh, but they were a far better band than Weedus ever pretended to be. Um, <laughs> but we got that off teenage dirt bag. I just want to give them a shout out. And we had a very similar logic on, on the wheat aspect. We thought it had to be perennial.
1: Okay. Um, so before I let you know what the results are, when it comes to baking flowers, I am talking about the plant that you grow to make the baking flowers. Does that change either of your annual or perennial answers?
2: I mean, that'd be wheat is what we're thinking of, so it's not going to. Personally, go I don't know what that means. Because wheat is used to make flour, so. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I, okay, so both teams keeping uh, yeah, wheat It, it sounds like we were
2: all on the same page where wheatus was wheat. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, so wheatus is correct, and it is wheat. However, there's a difference between wheat and wheatgrass. Wheatgrass is what you're talking about that grows out in fields. Wheat that's used for baking flour is the wheat that farmers plant to grow. It's a different plant entirely. So that's why I was right. trying to I thought clear. they were the oh, same okay. plant. No, yeah. okay. they're not the same plant. So okay. uh, wheat is annual. Here. Question number six. Ramsey's The Damned, Song of the Seraphim, and The Wolf Gift Chronicles are series written by which author known more for a sanguine series set primarily in New Orleans?
2: Just letting you know, this annual or perennial thing is breaking my brain.
0: Right? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one.
1: I was going to say, I think y'all are spending way more time on that than my teams at my live game, which I think just were like, I don't know, put down an A or a P, which is what I told them they could do, rather than writing out annual or perennial each time.
4: Thanks for the reminder, Brittany. Some of us never took AP classes in high school.
0: (laughs) I took seven and I don't have a fucking clue on any of
1: this.
0: (laughs) The funny thing is
2: I took a horticulture class at one point, but it was a blow-off class because I needed to have an elective in high school.
1: I'm not going to call And it we honestly. grew things we're in like a, like a greenhouse they built nope. in
2: there.
4: All right, we're, we'll we'll go ahead and lock in.
1: Okay. Jeremy and Chris?
4: So I mean it's 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 got to be Anne rice. It fits everything else. Um the question we have is annual or perennial? And so we've been our mind says or Jeremy Jeremy I'm not going to speak for you, but my mind says it's going to be annual. And then I want to go the opposite of that because I haven't been right yet, so I want to say perennial.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically mine too. Is like, well, I do know that you know they 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 farm for this, so it's probably annual. But I also know that it it's another plant that you can get rice from that grows in the wild. So it makes me let's just lean, let's just go perennial. So that's what
0: we said, rice and perennial.
1: Okay, Tim and Mike. Uh,
0: we actually had an extraordinarily similar thought process. We got to Ann Rice fairly quickly, uh, and then it was just a rice, wheat. Is it the same? Is it different? Did we want to make the same mistake again? Uh, and it's possible that we made the same mistake again by attempting to not make the same mistake again because we said annual.
1: Okay, rice and annual versus ri- or Ann Rice and annual versus and Rice and perennial. It is Anne rice, and like I said last time, if it has to do with what you're growing for the flower, it is the one that you're planting, like, as a crop, not what grows in the wild. So it is, like wheat, annual for what you plant in, for the flower.
2: By the way, this is a great round, but yeah, is it's breaking it- my brain. That's
1: a fantastic. It, it really
2: it really is a great round, but
3: yeah, I, I kind swear of agree. It, like,
1: I swear it, like, I don't think my team's agonized over the annual perennial at all. I think they just wrote down their thing. <laughs> they were like, uh so ah. are,
3: are you saying the author is annual rice? <laughs>
1: well, she is planted now. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
0: perennially. <laughs> oh okay, that, all okay,
1: that, that took out. turn. Um, And we're going to go on to question number seven. Alicia Moore is the birth name of what performing artist from Pennsylvania known for songs like Lady Marmalade and Get the Party Started? And is the plant annual or perennial? All
0: right. We'll lock in.
1: Okay. Uh, Jeremy Um, and Chris, talk it out.
2: Okay. This is hurting my brain because you're saying basically who is Alicia Moore? Alicia Moore is pink. I know that 100% almost. But what the hell kind of plant is pink? That's a color.
4: (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like an annual to me which means perennial <laughs> all right
2: fine pink <laughs> and perennial
1: okay tim, i like the tim and mike
3: so i think if i remember right uh this was related to a, a learned learnedly question either last season or two seasons ago where the color pink is derived from the plant that is called pink. Like that's where we get the word pink for the color. Um, So pink is the name of a flower and we said perennial. All
1: right. Both teams going pink perennial. Uh, Tim is right that the, that this is from learned league where I learned this, but yeah, pink, the color gets its name from pink, the flower, uh, which is like a Mediterranean flower. And it is a perennial flower. So both teams getting both points on this one, which I'm loving Chris's logic of, <laughs> I think it's this. So let's say the opposite of what I think it is. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, it's the George Costanza approach. My instinct tells hmm. me this. So I'm going to do the opposite.
1: All right. Here's the next one. I'm
4: unemployed and I live with my parents.
1: I'm Victoria. Ricky. Hi. <laughs> Number eight. Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCoochie play fictionalized versions of themselves in which TV show which shares its name with their comedy folk music duo. As a duo, they are known for songs like Sports Go Sports and The Loophole and open for one of the artists they are named for. And is that plant perennial or annual? All right, we're going to lock in. Okay. Uh, Tim and Mike, talk it out.
3: Okay, Hi. so I knew as as soon as you said Kate McCucci oh, yeah. and uh, Ricky Lindholm because garfunkel i wrote a question about it for um for frenemy trivia upcoming podcast stay tuned um
0: and and i just know the lesser halves of famous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like duos
3: 100 garfunkel and oats so the question is are oats uh um annual, annual or perennial or perennial right. And I just I I'd say we play the game theory. The last couple of, like like F L O U R flowers, right? Exactly have been, have been annual. Annual. Uh, so so let's sow some wild oats and call them perennials. All right, Gady up.
1: Okay, so you're ah. saying Garfunkel and Oats perennial. All right, Correct. Jeremy and Chris.
2: Chris, I wish I thought about the uh, sow the wild oats uh, saying. Um, because uh, um, and maybe maybe, maybe uh, Brittany's asking about the uh, the elusive plant, the Garfunkel, uh, and not <laughs> <obviously>, uh, <oats. laughs> um, But we went uh, absolutely Garfunkel and oats, like new right away as soon as the names came up. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, and we just said annual because all the other farming stuff has been annual. But yes, yeah, so some wild oats is absolutely a saying. And if it grows in the wild, it's probably a perennial. But we went annual.
1: Okay. Uh, I appreciate that y'all are trying to game theory science, but when plants are related botanically, they tend to function in similar ways. So this is Garfunkel and Oats. Um, I told my teams uh, when I ran this on Tuesday, I was like, I'll be nice. You can either give me the name of the duo or the TV show because um, <laughs> it's the same answer. <laughs> However, Oats, the plant that make oat flour is an annual. Yes. So. So it is Garfunkel notes and it is annual. And number nine, Lave Ashley plays the love interest in the music video for which Taylor Swift song, the first listed track on midnights. The song was co-written by Swift and Zoe Kravitz and has been compared to the music of Whitney Houston, Prince and Madonna by critics.
4: I don't think this is shake it off, Jeremy. So I'm kind of out of my league here. (laughs) All right, we'll lock in.
1: Okay. Jeremy and Chris talk it out.
4: Um, so, uh,
2: I know the only single I can think of off of that album because it was all over when Midnight's came out was Antihero, and that is not a plant that I'm aware of, but Antihero is a great beer, uh, and that's made with barley, so we're just gonna go annual.
1: Okay, so you're going with Antihero, antihero Annual, and Annual. Okay, uh, Tim and Mike.
0: So- But before Tim talks about this, I just want to go 100% that I'm on board with Jeremy. I'm like, Antihero is the song that I can name off of this. (laughs) And then Tim goes, shut the fuck up (laughs) and takes it away.
3: My wife is a huge Swifty. Um, I'm pretty sure her first words to me this morning were speak now Taylor's version, July 7th. Um, because that was announced last night and I said, yep, I already knew that (laughs) this, uh, song is 100% lavender haze and we said
1: perennial. Okay. So lavender haze perennial and anti-hero annual. Well, the song is 100% lavender haze and
0: it's going to be fucking annual. Damn it!
1: <laughs> so, here's the—you uh, remember how earlier I talked about how daisies could be annual or perennial? Oh, so can lavender. Can <laughs> oh yeah, so, all right. So, um, turns out if it's the lavender you're growing for cooking purposes, it's an annual. But if it's the kind that you keep in your garden, which is a different like a different um, species of lavender, it's perennial. So it's one that is both. And so I gave credit for either annual or perennial. So, uh, but you got no credit for anti hero. So, (laughs) (laughs) and we can
4: cook with lavender.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We are at our last.
4: I know. I know what the concern. I know what the issue with our team is. It's it's me. I'm, I'm the problem. (laughs) 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 Oh, wait.
2: So the person who doesn't know anything about Taylor Swift, just pulled out some lyrics. (laughs) Chris
0: is a secret uh, Taylor Swift Hmm. fan. Just so everybody knows, I just want to point out, bringing it back to a much earlier, Romeo and Juliet are not prince and princess, which has led me to be a not Taylor Swift fan since that fucking song came out.
1: It, that song does not make a lot of sense. I'll agree, it doesn't. Um, so the rest of
4: her work is very, very good. I just go back to December. Okay? Isn't that ironic?
1: <laughs> that is not even the same sacred term. <laughs> I know,
4: but it,
2: it's a song that doesn't make any sense.
1: That's true. Okay, so speaking of not making sense, let's finish up this round, shall we? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born, what my ch- lousy childhood was like, and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me, and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it, if you want to know the truth, is the opening line to which novel by J.D. Salinger? And is that plant typically an annual or a perennial? <laughs> we're, we're locked in okay tim and mike you can talk it out uh,
0: so we're completely so i actually funny story i i literally started typing to tim david copperfield before realizing my mistake <laughs> fortunately tim immediately came back with a catcher and i was like yes i know it's catcher in the rye yes absolutely so rye is the uh, you know what the plant that we're looking for
3: now the question is is it the same as oats and wheat, and I, and I feel like it has to be right. It's or is Brittany a sheisty bitch? And... <laughs> That's
0: a fair point. That's a fair question.
3: Do I... give us that piece of information right before she gives us the exception Sweeps the rug. Yeah,
0: rule. right. Exactly. I get you. I get you. Or does she already like know that we're going to think that way? It is actually like. <laughs> The the this levels is, of game theory here are. This are, is
3: why she's my frenemy. <laughs>
0: right, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um,
3: I feel like one of the flowers have to be perennial eventually. I, I'm fine one, with that. One of the O U R flowers. Understand? <laughs>
0: yep, yep. So I'm fine l- with that. Let's
3: let's do rye and perennial.
0: So we will we will lock lock in with catcher and the rye and perennial. Okay,
1: and uh, Jeremy and Chris
0: um
2: so we went uh pretty similar thought process but we went with a catcher in the rye and anal i mean annual
1: (laughs) (laughs) so fun fact the reason that i let my teams put a and p in addition to them not having to write out the full word is because when i was typing these every time i was trying to type out annual or perennial i kept almost typing out annual or perennial and which (laughs) is like an entirely different set of words
0: uh-huh. So like,
1: yeah, you can just type out, you can just write out A or P. And also remember that my team submitted all of these at the same time. So I don't know how many game theory discussions they were having, but Jeremy and Chris, you said Catcher in the Rye an annual, you're getting two points because it yeah. is Catcher in the Rye and it's annual. Um, y'all did pick up the one point for Catcher in the Rye, Mike and Tim. Uh, so yeah, so... Cereal grains, the kinds that you use to make flowers and cereal, are all annual unless they have been genetically modified, which is why this round said typically annual or perennial because, yeah, there's strains out there that people have bred to be perennial, but most of the time when farmers are planting these cereal crops, they plant them every year. So, uh, gotcha. now, do they have wild versions that grow perennially? Yes, but that's not the kind we eat. So, um, that are manufactured into flowers and factories. Speak
2: for yourself. Nah. Uh,
1: you shouldn't just stick random plants in your mouth, Jeremy. I cannot stress that enough. Also, I don't think I've ever talked about this with y'all before, and definitely not on your podcast. I got my degree in botany, so they asked the botany person <laughs> to do a run on flowers, and uh, the level of my shysty <laughs> bitchiness was just making it about flowers and flowers.
3: I'm, so. I'm a big fan of your bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah? I mean I'm a I big fan know. of my bay too, but like
3: not not really. But botany Oh bay. Botany, botany bay. bay. I, I thought
0: <laughs> you <laughs> I got it, Tim. That was well done. I, <laughs> okay. I, I got it.
1: Okay, so at the end of that round, we have a score of critical mind with ninety-four points and critical grind and rolls with 88 points, closing that gap up a little bit.
3: Hey, trivia lovers, wanna get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered, streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating.
1: Okay, so round four. General knowledge. Same categories as round one. We will go back and forth and hopefully this one will move a little bit quicker. So let's go with technology. Uh, They're currently on tiramisu, but starting this fall, what software will launch version upside down cake with vanilla ice cream to follow in late
3: 2024?
1: Locked in. All right. Tim and Mike are locked in. Jeremy and Chris talk it out. I it's got to
2: be Android, right? Yeah, it makes sense because they name everything after food. I thought they stopped for a while, but maybe they're back to it. So we're just going to lock in with Android.
1: Okay, and uh, Tim and Mike?
3: Yeah, sorry, Mike. I just, I knew this one. It was Android. They, no, okay. they name I all of them I alphabetically could. after desserts.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, it is Android. So uh, question number two in movies. Luxo Jr. is the name of the toy desk lamp that acts as the de facto logo for what animation and production company known as the Graphics Group before its spinoff as a corporation in 1986. The company was previously owned by Lucasfilm and Steve Jobs.
4: Locked
0: in.
1: Okay. Uh, Tim, Mike, you can talk it out.
0: Tim, it's got to be Pixar, right? Yeah, it's Pixar. Okay.
1: Okay, and and Jeremy.
4: Yeah, same thing. We both sent each other Pixar at the same time. Well, I just don't know how you, how do you pronounce Pixar when there's no I and just a lamp there?
1: <laughs> Paluxo P- Junior R. Lampssar. Yes? Pixar. Pixar. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Plampsar. Simba. Pixar. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, without the I. Yeah. Uh, this is Pixar. Yes. Uh, your next question is in history. Sharing his last name with a fictional pirate captain in a real security technology company, what man born into slavery in 1860 was the first US person to lead a queer resistance group. He was also the first person known to identify as a queen of drag and would routinely host drag balls in the DC area in the 1880s and 1890s. Tim, stop giving me that look.
3: (laughs) This, this isn't fair to Chris and Jeremy. Uh, Reluctant.
1: Jeremy and Chris, you can talk it out.
2: Yeah i i think i know and
1: i'm
4: trying to remember the name and i should know this fictional pirate captain and a real security technology company
1: last names only is fine by the way
4: like the what fictional pirate captains do you know other than barbosa well yeah
2: was there i'm trying Arrow. to think of who it is i'm in my head the name uh marsha p johnson came to head and I'm trying to figure out a captain that would go by Johnson and we could do the lucky Johnson and just hope that that's who we're talking about here.
4: But there, there's not a, a technology company. I wouldn't think it was just called Johnson. That's true. That's what's kind of giving me like a, you think fictional pirate. The only one that's coming to mind is freaking Barbosa and Sparrow. What's the uh, Robert De Niro's character in Starlight or Stardust? Don't remember off the top of my head. This queer icon. I know. De Niro's parents were famously queer. Maybe it's a nod to that. They're the queen of drag, which doesn't necessarily fit.
2: Yeah, like I said, the only thing that came to mind. I've been still racking my brain for a pirate named Johnson, and because that's the name that popped into my head, especially when it comes to drag.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting there from pirate. You're getting there from a couple different areas, so I'm going going Johnson. I I don't know. I mean, my gut would say Sparrow, but Johnson's as good as guess as any.
2: Yeah, uh, that, that's the only thing I got, and I know it's a leader uh, uh, in the drag movement. So we'll go with uh, Marsha P. Johnson.
1: Okay, and Tim Mike.
3: This question is just not fair to Jeremy and Chris because Brittany stole this question from me when I read it on her episode two of Frenemy. Um, I don't remember it. I th- I think it's William, but uh, his last name is Swan
0: and apparently hook
4: is not the most famous pirate by far but okay so are we saying hold on so if the last name is swan i'm assuming you're getting that from pirates yeah elizabeth swan so we're now swan. saying that elizabeth swan is a pirate she is
2: a pirate eventually in the movies when at world's end I was focusing so much, you know, I didn't even realize it was like 1860. I don't know why. I, I just looked over that part. Like, Marsh B. Johnson was, I think, I
4: think died in the 90s, so... I just don't remember... I don't remember Elizabeth Swan being a pirate. Like, in the first movie, she's a captor. Does she end up as a pirate she, in the second she movie? Absolutely yeah. does. She absolutely does. She does. Okay, She definitely does. Maybe that's what I, I don't remember that at all, but I blocked out the second movie and all but the last 10 minutes of the third one. The last 10 minutes of the third one, she goes off to live on an island to give birth, so...
1: Um, yeah, no, I did get inspiration from Frenemy for this one, but I did add more to it and rewrite it a bit. So um, yeah, this was William Dorsey Swan. He was the first U.S. person to identify as a queen of drag. He uh, actually, when he was jailed for his illegal gatherings, uh, wrote a letter to, uh, basically he appealed the ruling and that made him the first person to legally pursue the um, right for all people, especially people in the queer community to be able to uh, gather together. So that's cool. Good yeah. for him He's an awesome cool. dude. And it was really fascinating to read about him. Uh, so that gives points to Tim and Mike. Uh, and we go to our cozy coast inspiration, which the inspiration from this was elves. So, like elves, known as Alfar in German, goblins are also sprites with their own local name. In addition to being a common draconic-speaking pack enemy in Dungeons & Dragons, the German word for goblin also serves as the name for which element atomic number 27 on the periodic table with symbol CO?
2: We can lock in.
1: Okay, Jeremy and Chris are locked in. Tim and Mike, you can talk it out.
0: Can you yeah, put I it think- in the chat? I can, yes. No, she doesn't need, she oh, doesn't okay. need to. With the, With the chemical symbol, I got it. It's cobalt. Okay. Yeah. Would never yeah. have gotten it without the chemical symbol, but I did memorize the periodic table. Okay. Yeah. As soon as you said that, that, that was, that was right.
1: All right. So locking in with cobalt and Jeremy and Chris.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I asked a similar question about this recently. It's absolutely cobalt.
1: Yeah, it is absolutely cobalt. So both teams picking up credit for that one. Uh, here's our next question in fashion. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius and like, the, and like the Jackson five probably saying A B C easy as one two three four when combined numbers one through four and letters a through c are used to describe the texture of what i'd probably consider young michael a 4b or 4c we're locked in okay uh chris and jeremy
2: kind of a discussion here um uh so is it only through four or does it go higher
1: are you asking the me? Or are you talking the to the? Yeah, no,
2: like in the like I'm trying to parse out what you're asking in the in the question here.
4: The question insinuates that it stops at four, okay. but if it doesn't, then it's definitely not. Well, actually then your answer is right where you right where my head goes as well. Yeah, I'd like to get clarity on that too, Brittany. Does it? Does the scale stop at four? or Does it go higher than four?
1: Um, I put the scale in the question, like the whole scale.
2: I mean okay. that makes me i mean it could be the Mo scale i don't really know how that's because the first thing i thought of was diamonds i know have like a weird classification and i'm like well that could be Moe's, but that doesn't make sense for humans like with michael b no. you know, michael of 4b or 4c but neither
4: there's paper for michael, no i really. know uh,
2: that that yeah that was out there because paper is a0 through a6 and i'm like well maybe there's like different thicknesses that are like b
4: Wow, I you wouldn't think it's a texture in like a like a, a non literal sense. was like the texture of their voice.
2: Oh, I guess it could be, but
4: that's oof the texture of what C four. Oh wait, the dynamite idea. You should go with it.
2: <laughs> you would say would it would be like not I... gunpowder. What would we be
4: looking for there? But why are we talking about the, the what was the, what does the texture matter unless there's some. They're, they're going to measure firepower of stuff like that. They're not going to measure the texture yeah. of, of that. <laughs> Brittany's trying
2: so hard to hide her face and it's <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I, I've really got nothing on this one. Um, I, f- I feel I'm, like I'm going to be I, really I mad when I hear it because it's going to be like something just that I've heard before. I guarantee
4: it. And the Michael Jackson, it did not. It's not even a red herring. It's just in there to be cute with the question, not get you to an answer but
2: i just go to gun go with gunpowder
4: i don't know uh, just explosives in general can we just keep it vague with explosives sure
1: why not okay uh so locking with explosives oh (laughs) okay Uh,
2: moment too late
1: tim and mike
3: this one is another one that would be considered cruel to ask jeremy uh, except that I think Jay asked a similar question on the World Trivia Federation way back in the day. This is something that I have, and Brittany and Chris have, but Brit, but Jeremy doesn't. It's hair.
1: It is. It is hair.
3: Yeah, that, that's
2: just um, not a fair question.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it was. I mean, Jay did ask it back in like the first fifty. WTFs. So like it's been a while Uh, and yeah, it talked about the uh, one to four and A to C. First line of that question, it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius being a very famous song from the musical Hair. And uh, 4B and 4C is the texture that would most likely be classified as an Afro. So young Michael, 4B or 4C, uh, it is hair. We're going to move on to business.
3: Pretty sure I got that wrong in
2: WTF, too. And it just did not stick with me,
3: but I got it wrong and it did stick with me.
1: Question in business. What insurance company governed by acts of parliament is most known for its unique types of insurance? Examples of their unique policies include comedy liability in the the event an audience member dies of laughter, coverage for an engraved grain of rice worth $20,000 and Marlena Dietrich's legs, among others.
4: Yeah, we'll lock in with that.
1: Okay, Chris and Jeremy are locked in. Tim and Mike.
4: Oh, and now I'm
3: mad because I'm pretty sure this is another question that Jay has asked on WTF.
0: This is this is one I don't have it, but when I hear it,
3: London. It Harris's it is. It is absolutely London. is. It's it's not Harris's of London. I thought Woolworths, but I think I'm just playing off werewolves of london
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh no yeah absolutely i, I yeah i don't have i don't have it i don't either let's just say woolworths we'll, and get it over with woolworths of london yeah that's that's the okay. best we got
1: uh chris and jeremy all you chris
4: so fun fact uh before he founded the insurance company he worked for a hollywood agent named ari his name was lloyds of london ah. lloyds of london
1: Lloyds of London is correct. Damn they it. do write weird insurance policies. I don't know that this has been a WTF question, but it came up in Learned League a few seasons ago. That but I, it's, it's usually like kind of a Pavlov if there's a weird insurance thing. Lloyds of London probably writes it. Um, that ingrained grain of rice, by the way, was a portrait of King Philip and Queen Elizabeth II engraved onto a grain of rice. Don't ask me how, nice. I'm assuming lasers. Nice. Okay. So your next question's literature. Journalist Nelly Bly circumnavigated the globe in 72 days, eight days faster than what Jules Verne protagonist. He's been played on screen by David Niven and Steve Coogan. We'll lock in. Okay. Chris and Jeremy.
4: <laughs> You're close, Chris. Um, I, just, I just, listen, it's it, Tim got me out of this history daily podcast. Yep. It's um... it, it's not it's not Phineas and Ferb. Phineas it's
2: Phileas. Ferb- it's Phileas, Phileas, Phileas Fogg, I believe. But
1: Phineas I know exactly. Fog, like right,
2: you, you yeah. got me there. I'm like, what the hell of his name? You said Ferb. I'm like, what? And Phineas? Oh, Phileas. Yep. Nope. Fog.
0: <laughs> it's fog.
1: Okay, so y'all are locking with Phileas Fogg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim and Mike.
0: Yeah, I I think we've mentioned we don't like them very much, but it's definitely Phileas Fogg.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is definitely Phileas Fogg. Good job, guys. Geography. With its headwaters near Bozeman, Montana, what river, whose name starts with M-I-S-S and in Lakota means people with wooded canoes, flows for 2,466 miles and is the longest river in North America?
0: Thanks for the inside information, douche nozzle.
2: Chris <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, dead. Yeah,
0: he's done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. the flavor text three, comes two, back to this? home. Trust me, Man, I know. you want to three, two, it?
0: i don't think chris does chris is gonna probably say kubrick <laughs> i i know i know that's three it's it's been a, it's just been one of those nights i can't right. tell if he's frozen
2: or if the <laughs> in the background's moving so he's definitely not yeah. frozen but he might have fallen asleep when he
0: leaned backwards
2: oh there it is uh-uh.
0: yeah there it is okay there's those two there's those two Hitchcockian and birds flips towards <laughs> us to, to indicate that he's not frozen. Uh well, I think we can lock in.
4: <laughs> I, yeah, so, we can too. Yeah.
1: All right.
4: I want to remind our listeners real quick. This 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 question was asked on a previous episode of the Pub Trivia Experience, and Mike famously or infamously got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? The snake, probably, or something like that? I don't know. Well, no. The question was, in which state does the Missouri River start? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What did I say? Uh, Idaho? No, I think you said Minya. Uh, oh, I would,
0: I would. That's right, because I always think it flows east to west instead of west east. Right, as I said earlier. <laughs> anyway.
1: So, uh, Chris and Jeremy, I'm taking you're saying Missouri because that's what Chris said in his
3: <laughs> tirade thing. earlier. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Missouri. Uh,
1: Tim and Mike. Same thing, Missouri. Yeah, it's the Missouri River, Um, and if it makes you feel better on Monday, one of my teams in the first round said, uh, when I revealed it was the Mississippi, they're like, oh, if it's the second longest, what's the longest one? I was like, stay tuned. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, number nine is a music. NSYNC brought us the iconic It's Gonna Be May meme. For one point each, name any two members of NSYNC other than Justin Timberlake and Lance Bass. Locked in. Okay.
0: Uh Tim. Okay. All right, so hold on. Joey Fatone Chris and Jay Packer. wasn't JC Shaz in uh, sync or was he Backstreet Boys? He was like the r- ridiculously old one. But which one was he part of? I wait, don't know. Wait, I don't on, care. I'm just throwing what? it out there. Was was Joey in
3: sync or was he backstreet? Boys?
0: Joey Joey Fatone was absolutely in sync. He's the one I'm hundred percent on. And I think okay. JC chazez was another one. Okay, so Fun fact about
3: InSync is the name is derived. It's like the it's last, oh, it's the
0: last names. So that's right. It's the first names. First, the, did, um,
3: no, I think it's the last letter of the first name of each member.
0: You're right, but but
3: but Lance Lance
0: Bass like, wasn't one know, of the original five.
3: Change. Yeah,
0: right. So you got Joey, which is the Y, and you've got JC, which is the C. Maybe? Yeah, we can go with that. All right, we'll lock in with Joey Fatone and I think it was J.C.
4: Chazez.
1: Okay, Uh, they're locked in, Jeremy and Chris.
4: Trying to see how much of a bitch I want (laughs) to be. Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, Chris Kirkpatrick, and it's J.C. Chazez. Is that how you actually say his last name? It's
0: funny because I almost said or Chazez, depending on how fucking French he wants to be.
4: And then the Backstreet Boys are Brian Littrell, Nick Carter, AJ McClain, Howie DeRoe, and Kevin Richardson. Nick and Drew Lachey are two of the four from 98 Degrees as well. All right. I am am 100% of the ilk of we were way, 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 way too harsh on boy bands when we were in high school and that the music is not that bad. It's catchy as hell and that like it or not, Mike, it's the part of the music of our generation. I
0: don't hate them. I just don't care. There's a big difference. You know, as Eminem says, that's fair. We were very hard. Like I'm, it, I'm not no. ripping on ba- on the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. I just don't give a shit.
2: So like, like Eminem <laughs> says, uh, like uh, Chris, like Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked worse than those little Limp Bizkit bastards.
1: Okay. Well, uh, between the two of you, and especially with Chris naming all of them, you picked up the points for both of you. The five members of InSync are Justin Timberlake, Lance Bass, JC Chasez, Joey Fatone, and Chris Kirkpatrick. Hey. So, t- t-
0: honestly, I, I will give you credit. Today, I learned Lance Bass is considered a more famous member of InSync than Joey Fatone, so I'm cool with that. Joey Fatone is like game show,
2: like uh, yeah, exactly. Like that's I guess now. that's maybe
4: why, but yeah. Yeah, keep in mind. So Lance ends in an E, and there's not an E in N It's because they had someone else, and Lance uh, they left the group and Lance replaced. I got it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, your last one is in games. What children's board game was originally conceived to teach children Jainist concepts like karma and all? O- Ugh, bleh, sorry. What children's board game was if it was originally conceived to teach children Jainist concepts like karma and also illustrated that though there are ten ways to get knocked down. There are almost as many ways to get back up again. Okay, so maybe that last part is just Chumbawamba. But the point is, this game was originally an asp to kids. We're locked. Okay.
4: So,
0: my only question is, do you need the original name or the, I guess, quote-unquote, Americanized? I'm nice. Okay. So we're, Tim, are you good with this? We're going to yeah. lock in with either snakes and ladders or shoots and ladders. I,
3: I, I believed you. And then she threw in that last clue and I went, right. okay, yeah, absolutely. Right. So yeah, we'll lock in with shoots and ladders, snakes and ladders, whatever.
1: Okay. Same thing. Chris and Jeremy.
4: Yeah. But it's uh, shoots uh, and ladders.
1: Yeah. So the question was going for snakes and ladders, However, it is sold as shoots and ladders. It's also sold as biblical ups and downs. So I would have taken either of those as alternate answers.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Ah, okay. Thanks, Tim. Hey. Uh, so uh, I'm giving both teams a credit on that one. Okay. So that brings us to the end of round four and time for the all-important dice roll. So, Woohoo! All right. So for critical grind and rolls, I rolled a six. And for uh, critical mind, I rolled a two. So what that means is that for my dice, the way it works is rounds one through four are the only ones eligible to be doubled. So if you roll a one, two, three, or four, you get that round doubled. If you roll a, we'll call it a five for the purposes of this, it's called a crit miss which means I'm going to double whatever your lowest round score was. And if you roll a six, it's a crit hit. I have a custom dice that says crit miss a crit, crit hit instead of five and six. Uh, so rolling a six, that means I'm going to double the round that critical, ru- critical Grind and Rolls did the best on. That was round two. Um, critical Mind, I rolled a two, so I'm going to double round two. Just kind of worked out that way.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so our score going into the final gauntlet is critical mind with 129 points and critical grinding rolls with 126.
3: Ooh, 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 ooh. Close game. Let's, let's Close game. This.
1: So let's wrap this up with our gauntlet. And here's how the gauntlet works. It's three questions. I'm going to ask you those three questions. You can answer any or all of them. They're all worth 20 points a piece. If you answer one right and you get it right, you get 20. If you answer two right and you get them both right, you get 40. If you answer all three questions and you get all three right, it's 60 points. However, if you miss one, it's zero points. Like for the whole thing. So Repeat there's that one more time. Um, it's three questions that are worth 20 points each. Okay. If you answer one and get it correct, you get 20 points. If you answer two and get them both correct, it's 40 points. If you answer all three and get them all correct, it's 60 points. But if you miss any one question, it's zero points.
3: But you don't have to answer all three.
1: You do not have to answer all three. You get to choose which ones you want to answer. So I'm going to read all three to you, and I will put them in the chat as well. And then you just let me know when you're locked in. We'll say... You got like 3 minutes to discuss. All
2: right. And we can we can answer any or all of any of the 3, right?
1: Any or all of them. Okay. So yes. I was to make
2: sure it wasn't like a if you answer the yeah, first answer, answer the first one, one. answer the second one. Okay. Yeah,
1: no. It's you can pick and choose. Okay. So, and you're not going to end this game with fewer points than you have right now. So, here's your three questions. The first one is in science. Of the five main types of cloud genera, which start the highest in the atmosphere? They're also called High Clouds, but I'm looking for the scientific name. In games, McCloud is the surname of the protagonist from Star Fox 64, the origin of the do a barrel roll meme. What two buttons on the controller could you push to do a barrel roll? And three is in technology. Appropriately, NASA's Nebula was the first open source software for deploying private and hybrid types of what type of technology allowing for higher capacity storage and computing power without the user having direct active management. Other examples include Microsoft's Azure and Apple's version. And the gauntlet is related, but I won't say how.
3: Brittany, I'm sending you a quick question clarifying, and then if you want to give it to both teams, whatever.
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, So on number two, it is two different buttons on the controller.
4: Okay, Jeremy, if you're good with that, yep, lock it in.
2: Reluctant.
1: Okay, Tim and Mike, you can talk it out now. Then.
4: So
3: I think on Star Fox, it was double R and double L. Like you hit it two times to roll one way, you would hit two times to go the other way. So, uh,
0: but 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 so the answer to the question would be either L or R because right. those are the two I, buttons you hit. I I guess, and that's
3: where the clarification came from because I think, you know, just the double tapping of it, so. Yeah, I never I think played it's Star Fox. R. So. Number 3 is I I I think she's looking for cloud computing or cloud storage. It's definitely cloud. I I agree. <sighs> the cloud. Yeah. Right. Um my gut for the science one said stratus. Yeah. I, I get so confused on the clouds. If I'm going to do one I would say that one. Agreed. Do we want to just lock in with number 2 and number 3 or do we want to try for all three?
0: Number number 3 we're in agreement on number 2. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. I never I never really played in 64. I played a little bit of Ocarina and that was it. Number 1, I'm bad with this stuff. With with the different clouds, I know Chris was a meteorology major before he changed it up. So of course he was. they're probably going to get they're probably going to get that one. But um... and
3: Jeremy works in IT, so there's no way he's missing number three.
0: A- exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm o- I'm okay to leave a number. We can either leave number one blank, or we can surmise that they're probably not going to miss. Anything and, I mean, and give it a dice miss, roll it doesn't matter. I think our safer doesn't.
3: bet is to answer number two and number three. And if oh, okay. they if they miss, then we and we're right, then we would win. But we can't get all three right and win if they get all three right.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So I'm cool with so that. Let, let's so let's go. But just... before b- before we lock in, real quick. Is it an L1 versus L2 thing on the second no, question? No, the, the N64 okay.
3: only had a single I c- L okay. and single R. Uh, that,
0: okay, that's what I couldn't remember. Okay, um, I'm good with that.
3: So so for number two, we'll say double L and double R uh, or L and R, however you want that phrased. And number three, we'll say cloud computing, cloud storage. Okay, and, and,
1: you're, pa- and you're passing on?
3: We're passing on the cloud. I think it's Stratus, but we're not going to lock in that answer.
1: Okay. So passing on number one, number two you're saying double L and double R, or just L and R. Um, and three you're saying cloud
3: Cloud computing, cloud, cloud storage. Computer. Okay. Okay. It, it's all the
4: same sure. thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh Chris and Jeremy, what did you lock in with?
4: Uh Chris, go ahead and take the first one. Yeah, it's the only one I knew. Uh so it's a good thing you didn't lock in Tim. Stratus clouds are like the the low hanging clouds that are um they, 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 they look like a, like a bed sheet. They're kind of long, really low clouds. Uh, the ones that are really high up in the air that look like almost like, like feathers on a bird are cirrus clouds. Okay. All right.
2: So number two, Star Fox, um, played the hell out of this game as a kid and was kicking myself because I got this exact question wrong before. For sure, you, hit, you can double tap R to do a barrel roll. The other button you hit is you double tap Z to do a barrel roll. Uh, L does not do it. Um, and I got that. I answered the exact same way you did la- uh, last time I had asked this question. And I'm like, because in my head, it was just like left or right. But no, it was, I was pulling it with the Z, um, pulling the trigger key. And for the last one, uh, cloud. we said the same thing, cloud computing, cloud storage, cloud, just cloud technology. And it fit the theme. Okay. So we, we felt really the good cloud. about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you locked Cirrus, ZRR, cloud computing? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's go through the answers then. So, uh, will it, we will start with the technology one. Uh, NASA's Nebula was the first open source software for cloud computing. Uh, cloud storage was also acceptable. The uh, Apple version is obviously iCloud. Um, I did have a team look at me and they go, Is there a reason you didn't put the name of it in the question? And I was like, All I can say is read the question as written. So, they're, they're catching on, too. I put hints in there, so and I'm very proud of them. For the five types of cloud genera, Chris was right. Stratus is the lowest uh, starter. Uh, Cumulus, as far as I was able to tell, are multi-level clouds, but they start low. Um, the ones that start the highest, which are the wispy ones, are the Cirrus or Cero uh, prefix. So Cirrus is correct for that one. And... On do a barrel roll, you can double tap R. The other one you would double tap is Z or Z for our overseas listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: and Mike, I dismissed Z simply because Z is trigger for everything. Under, I like, oh, under, understand.
0: Shoot, I, I had no idea why Z popped into my head. I never played Star Fox. I never played Nintendo 64. So, but I was, that was the only reason I threw out Z.
1: So that means that Chris and Jeremy do pick up all 60 points available on the final. And Mike and Tim, even though you did get the third question right, uh, since it, uh, you said L or R, unfortunately you get zero points on the final, which gives us a final score of critical mind with 189 points and critical grind and rolls finishing with 126 both of which are extremely good scores.
2: Good job, and, guys. Yeah. Well,
1: the, well, you, you can know, take we'll twenty like off
2: of ours and we with one sixty-nine.
1: <laughs> well, I nice. could, but uh, nice. then I'd have to take all sixty away. So oh. <laughs> this, that's. How...
0: <laughs> but the, the the problem is, is that that would be an unlucky route. So. Mm.
1: <laughs> so uh, anyway, that is the game. I apologize for the amount of time it took to record. I did not anticipate how much time it would add. Just adding, doing one question at a time. There's a the reason I think podcast, that we do this around a at a time. Well, you know, uh, but I had an absolute blast. And thank you again so much for letting me come on and host it. Uh, if you are in the Chicagoland area and you want to try your hand at this live, but submitting around at a time and with music, come check me out at Critical Grind Board Game Cafe in Shorewood, Illinois. I am there every Tuesday. Questions start about 7 p.m., so make sure you're there to get a table.
4: 100%, y'all, if you are in the Chicagoland area, go check it out. Next time I'm in town, I will be stopping by. But uh, we really do hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. If you want to support the show, head on, check out the show notes or head to patreon.com slash PTEBB. That's your best place to show support and to uh, get a load of our bonus content, not just for the Pub Trivia Experience, but our sister podcast, Boozy, Bracketology, and any and all the podcasts in the PTE network. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris.
1: I've been Brittany.
4: I've been Jeremy. I've been Mike. And I've been Tim. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.